You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. That's right, another episode of FUVFC. We are finally back. Took a bit of a, about a two-week hiatus, so to speak, but as I mentioned, we are back. Episode three of the 2018-2019 season. Jackson Heil alongside Rich Franco and Luke Fiore. Guys, how are we today? I'm feeling great after our international break. I mean, we we, we could have, honestly, we were talking about this before the show, but we could have had a show in itself just talking about what we're going to do for this show because, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Not only, And this is only in the last week. We're not we're not recapping, like, the two or three weeks that we missed. I mean, oh, yeah. just since, what, Saturday, I'd Saturday. say, since the United-Chelsea game with the whole disaster there oh. that happened in front of Mourinho and Cheek threw a fit, of course, but <laughs> then to the Champions League stuff this week, to Real Madrid sacking their manager, to Mourinho potentially being named manager, which I will put in a, I'll put in a, Anything I need to do for that to happen, I will do, essentially. Uh, we, we got a lot to run down, and, and I'll, I'll run it down real quick. We're going to talk about United-Juventus. Juventus taking that one nothing at Old Trafford. United continue to look like a catastrophe under Mourinho. Then we'll move into a Tottenham-PSV. 2-2 draw for Tottenham. They are now one point in three games in the Champions League, looking more and more like they're not going to go through to the round of 32. I believe Inter has six points as well in second place. Mm in that group, so Tottenham in big trouble. Also, they take on City this weekend, so we'll see if the bad form continues into Premier League play. Also, a lot of jumble at the top of the Premier League right now. I believe it's five teams within two points or something crazy like that. It's 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 going to be fun. Yeah. Also, first time I feel like I've talked about Borussia Dortmund on this podcast. Obviously, they were big before I got to Fordham, but they look like they're back. Finally, I mean, and Christian Pulisic, I'm not going to say he's the savior, but he is the savior. And they're first in Bundesliga right now. 4 nothing win over Atletico in the Champions League this week. So we'll talk about if they're, it's safe to say if they're officially back yet. And then a lot of rambling stuff we got we got to talk about. I mean, Mourinho possibly to Real Madrid. Mo Salah, I know Luke has some things to say about him not being back, which is surprising coming out of your mouth. I expected you to... To uh, back up your he's not your back. Liverpool man, but he's not back. Luke will tell you why as well, and he's going to also give us a little bit of diagnostic on FIFA 18 because oh yeah we have FIFA 19 FIFA 19 excuse me I haven't even gotten it yet which I'm it is pissed at myself I'm huh? yet to play oh jeez have you, do you have it at least or it not? is on my Xbox I'm I'm yet to play it I have put Incredible in a solid... restraint by myself by the way okay I don't even own it. They have a new game mode called Division Rivals. We'll talk a little bit about later. But... I've heard Matt. I, we'll talk about it later. But I've, I've heard Matt. I've heard the new like manager mode or whatever is fun. Um, I've obviously Ultimate Team is what it is, but we'll get into that a little later in the show. Let's start with United Juventus because honestly, I don't even know where to start here because it, it seems like I'm a broken record on every show bashing Mourinho at every chance I get, and he, he's deserved every bit of it and possibly more, but. You could not have drawn up a more prototypical Mourinho performance than this game. I mean, no no motivation to attack whatsoever at all. Juventus dominated possession the entire game. United really only had one chance, and it was the Pogba shot. I mean, I just don't understand how it continues to happen, and no one at United is saying anything about it, because this is literally happening week in and week out, and... There's no change whatsoever. Even in the game, within the game itself, Mourinho doesn't make any personnel switches. There's no tactical change to try to attack. They tried to shove it down the wing the entire game, and 
basically teams have recognized that that's what they're trying to do and have shut off Ashley Young from trying to cross the ball. He was a catastrophe. You look down the left side, Luke Shaw was really forced to play a ton of defense, which is not to his strength, and that that was real. that's really how they've been generating a ton of their offense in the attacking third. I mean, it, it's really been – it was pretty pathetic to watch United not only not make any adjustments because they were forced to do everything down the middle if they wanted to do anything, and that puts just way too much pressure on Pogba without Fred in the lineup – I mean, I, I just I, I'm rambling at this point, but it, it's just continues to be such a disaster at United, and unfortunately, I, I don't think any change is coming soon. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I was I remember sitting watching that Manca- um, Manchester United Newcastle game down two nothing in the tenth minute. Of course, that was um, the one game I missed all year. I was, oh, it, I was working. I was working a game, and I I saw them go down two nothing in the first like twenty minutes, and I'm like, "That's when you put your this, phone down." I was like, like I "No, was, that's when no, I started no, watching." Honestly, I was like, "Yes, I was like, Mourinho's this, gone. This is going to be the end of Mourinho. Finally, we're going to end." And then I look, and it's like, "Oh, they came back." Yeah, of course they come back. Mourinho has life. They follow up that result with it was a, Martial, right? Martial um, was the Sanchez savior. had the winner. Uh, Martial had the tying goal, I think, I think. But Sanchez had the winner for sure and in like then the 95th minute. Two-two draw against Chelsea, very dramatic. They actually they went down one nothing, got the lead, and then in the 94th minute conceded on a ball that kind of bounced around. De Gea had a really nice save, but ultimately ended up in the back of the net. First off, let me mention this. It really pisses me off that it was Ross Barkley to oh, score yeah. the winner. <laughs> I don't know what it. I don't even know what it is. Barkley's been pretty good this year. I can't even like fault him it's just it's Ross what Barkley. if Maratta scored it oh God. <laughs> that, that would have been, been worse that, that would have been, been even funny. worse I mean also just the way it happened too I mean like United dominated the second half up until Martial scored the second goal and then Chelsea just took over and oh, it was, oh that was that was that was horrendous that was the worst because that was the worst but you can't get a worse possible result than that because again Mourinho has life because and Hazard, of it uh was I think he got like a he tweaked uh an injury towards the end of the game so Man, you should have had that one in the bag, and unfortunately, they let it slip. And then the whole sideline incident that—that that was my ensued. favorite part of the game. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was. Um, yeah. I, I think if that wasn't your favorite part of the game, it was. <laughs> then there, there might be a think, problem. Right. Actually, my favorite part of the game came when Mourinho flashed the uh, the three three fingers at the stands. Signifying his three championships that he or league oh titles he won He's such for an egomaniac. Chelsea. He really is. Oh, uh, but that's so awesome! Like, <laughs> I, like I hate not no, I can't, not I can't not even. being a United fan. I can sit back and just be like, yeah, same. Rich, who do you even root for? I, I actually, I I don't. I root for NYCFC. I love them. We don't give MLS oh, so any weak. love here. Sadly. Red Bulls. You don't. De- the MLS doesn't deserve our love. Hey, hey the Red Bulls hey, are hey. having an incredible season this year. I don't care. It's the MLS. All right, that's fine. true. That is true. It's, a disaster. <laughs> it's such a Jackson doesn't like the MLS. But anyway, I sorry, it is a I terrible league. It is a terrible. I I actually put it on the record. Sorry, Rich. Continue about United. But it's okay. But not being a United fan, you can kind of like look back and just sit there and be like, "This is awesome." Just because. Oh, it's being just, a United uh, fan, yeah. you can laugh about it because Mourinho deserves it a hundred percent. It's but like it's, being it's just, a Mets fan, really. Yeah. At this point, which I, which both of which both of me and Luke are. So yeah. like, we can sit back and laugh at ourselves. We can just we can sit back, we can watch, and it just it the passion at least is there, and it's like. All it's, right, we got a little controversy. It's growing. nice to see a train wreck unfold, and it's not the team you're rooting for. It's it's refreshing for once. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 I can't. That, that that was almost funny at that point, just because like, like ugh, they gave up the lead, and then like Chelsea rubbed it in, really rubbed it in, which oh, yeah. I, I I honestly loved it. I I I I can't even care because Mourinho deserves 
deserves it 150%. But to be honest, I don't think you can blame Mourinho for his oh, response. Oh, no, he, I, absolutely. I think, I yeah. think he, he responded he had, in the perfect manner. He, he had a right to come out and really be mad about it because, I mean, listen, the assistant came not – didn't even go through – he went – not only was it once – he came through. He came in front of him twice, yeah. and and it, and it was like a celebrate. He screamed and looked right into Mourinho's <laughs> That's eyes. That's awesome. That really is. Anyways, I just I I said I think on the last podcast that my prediction was Mourinho would be gone by the end of the month. That's not look. Month. That's not looking like it's going to happen, yeah. even though it should. I mean, there there are reports day in day out that he could be out after. After every game that happens, well, but there's, I mean, there are the reports now, and that he, yep. he could even go to Real Madrid. Well, which, let, let, let's talk, let's talk about that quickly. We, well, and wait, and I, yet, and yet, in all of this craziness, they're still second in their uh, Champions League bracket. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's what happens when you get young boys in there, and yeah. Valencia somehow. Well, Valencia is really not a, a bad performance, team, but yeah. they've been playing terribly, and but they did tie Man United, which is, I mean, they just they did just suffer their first loss. So, yeah. while well, United did. So. Yeah, I mean, Man U, despite how horrible they looked, they are still second place in their group, um, and they should be able to advance past Valencia, even though Valencia is not a bad team. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they are knocked out of Champions League in the group stages, that to like Valencia, they really—that's the time when you really need to say Mourinho has so, so, to go. So let's talk about that for a moment. Is is it best case scenario for United that they don't make it out? Of the group stage, I, I, I personally think, so. think it ha- they has to because I think that's the only way Mourinho is going to go at this point, and that's clearly what's best for the club because you 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 just watch it on display. Even since last year when they finished second, I mean, the the style of football is bland. It's just it's boring to watch. It's tactically outdated, and they have the personnel to be really good. I mean, I it, it makes no sense why they're tenth, and and he, the only really explanation for it is Mourinho. He brought in last year Alexis Sanchez, and he's been sitting the bench these last couple of games healthy. But sitting the bench, and I think yeah, but, Martial, games, but Martial is playing. So well, that's that's the only thing I can give him some sort of credit for. Yeah. But you can't even give him credit for it because it's so clear that he should be out there. And right. I'm happy that oh, he's yeah. dominating at least. And the only like reason contract Martial is out there, it's not because he's good. It's because Mourinho just wants to put Alexis Sanchez on the bench because he's been so bad, dude. And he complains about the center backs, and he benches Eric Bai, who's the best center back on the team. He brought in Bai, he brought in Lindelof, and instead he's starting Chris Small. I can't even fault Lindelof because Lindelof's actually been really good in the past few games. He was great against Juventus, other than the one goal he gave up. But, anyways. I do want to address this quickly with Real Madrid. We're going to have a bit, a little bit of a longer show today I, uh, because we have a lot to get to. But I, I, I will interject here. I did feed you guys wrong information, and that is my fault. Uh, I will not pronounce his name, but Real Madrid's manager. He's not officially sacked he's yet. He's not officially sacked he, he's yet. Go- he's going to be done probably. But point is, there was, a, there was a report out this week that Real Madrid, uh, the former club president of Real Madrid, Basically says that Mourinho is going to be back at Real within. He says sooner or later. God help me, please make that happen. Because I mean, that's like a genie about to come grant your wish. How I don't get how this guy would get another job after yeah. the continued like Courtois everywhere he goes is a disaster. Oh, he is. Yeah, yeah. He, he, everywhere he, he goes. If Mourinho comes back, I mean, he he thought he was done with Mourinho and Mourinho and, comes and to Real. This was Courtois' like dream move, too, yeah. because he, <laughs> he finally gets away from Mourinho, he gets away from Conte, and he gets to go to the largest club in Madrid. And then, fittingly, Madrid, they awful are, start. Are awful. Yeah. Chelsea, great start for them. Yeah. And 
possibly Mourinho coming back to Real Madrid, which would be hilarious. I still don't understand the Courtois move. I think Kaylor Navas is a wonderful keeper. I I completely agree with you. And it's a shame that they still have him and are keeping him on the bench. They gave up who they get? They gave up Paris. I forget the guy Kovacic. They gave up. They gave him to Chelsea too, and that was that was a big part of that deal. And Kovacic has gone off to a pretty good start at Chelsea too. That that didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I can see the move in terms of them wanting to go younger and in terms of Navas maybe at his cap as a keeper yeah, but whereas I mean, Coutinho has more I feel room like to grow the money was the money was better well spent no, elsewhere I I, I agree 100% they have other needs as we can see that they're not scoring goals yeah. and that they And Kovacic yeah, is on that sometimes not, happens when you lose your best player yeah yeah absolutely but I mean, they still have Gareth Bale, who is incredible. So, like, I was really Car- hope I was really hoping this would be the year that he finally like broke out at Real Madrid because he is uh. so talented. Oh yeah, and he's really been in the shadow of Ronaldo since he's gotten there. I mean, he has been able to break that. Now, of course, the year he finally gets that opportunity, Real Madrid can't score. Their manager sucks. They're possibly adding Mourinho. A lot of disaster. Let's let's kind of shift gears a little bit. We need to talk about Tottenham. Another disaster. <laughs> another disaster in Champions League play. They tie PSV 2-2. Loris, get, Loris gets a red card in the 86th minute. PSV somehow ties the game late. And honestly, PSV had a lot of chances in that game. I mean, they, they probably were deserving of at least a point, and they were able to get one. But as I mentioned, now Tottenham, one point in three games in Champions League play. <laughs> They've lost... They've basically dropped points in the last five minutes of games twice now because the Inter game they were leading and in going into the 80th minute, then they scored two goals in the last seven minutes, and Inter comes away with three points. Obviously, the Real Madrid game was tough because they had a lot of guys injured Barca. and they were, against Barca. Excuse me, uh, good call there. And they were it was that was a tough match. I mean, and Barca's Barca. You're you're not going to come. You, you there, go but, in, you go into Barcelona hoping. Yeah, let's get you, a point. You go you go there to hopefully get a point. But I mean, P, I actually I think that game was at Wembley. My, I, I might be wrong there, but regardless, I, 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 I think that, it was at yeah. Wembley. But and then I mean, but Luke, taking one point against PSV. I mean, if they want any chance, you need you need six of six against PSV. Considering Inter's got two wins now, and. Unable, they're unable to do so. I mean, and, and they didn't. They did not look good in the process, too. I mean, they scored two p- decent goals. I mean, they allowed the early lead to PSV. Then Davidson Sanchez gets a rebound, and they were able to generate one more. But I, I, again, I, I feel like you got to be a little concerned about Tottenham. I, I think they're going to be fine in the Premier League when it's all said and done. But at some point, Pochettino's got to win something. I hope they're not fine in the Premier League. <laughs> well, clearly you yeah. don't, but and I don't either. But. I feel like as good as Pochettino is, and I, I love him. I, I I think he's a great manager. I love him at United. He's got to win something at some point because he really hasn't been able to win anything well, since he's been. It's the curse of the Spurs at Tottenham. It is probably the curse of the Spurs. I know. I wish we could have Christian on to talk about this because I'm sure he'd be defending him to death. But at some point, Pochettino does have to prove his worth. And as good of a manager I think he is, if the losing like this continues at Tottenham. I mean, you gotta think he's gonna he's gonna leave at some point. I, I I me and Christian talked about this off the air that he doesn't think he's gonna leave. He'd only leave for like three jobs, one of them being PSG. But I mean, the I, other being Real Madrid. Yeah, Real Madrid and PSG are the two big ones. Uh, I think Barcelona might have been. I, I don't. I, I there it was two or three jobs that he'd leave for. Right. PSG I know was one of them because he played there, but. I, I would be really concerned if I was a Tottenham fan about him possibly leaving because, like you said, the winning is not happening. It could be the curse of the Spurs, but 
there are better options out there. And if Tottenham don't prove at some point that they can win a big trophy, it doesn't have to be the Champions League, but, I mean, if they, they don't win a Premier League title soon, which they're still very much in the thick of this year, I mean, they're only, I think they're there's only a very two, good chance Pochettino's points, gone. Two points back behind yeah. City and Liverpool, and they're, what, three-way? They're level on points with both Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah, no, and, so and their, their Premier League performance has been tight. fine. I, I, can't even, I can't even say that. I'm, I'm not. I'm not really criticizing Pochettino. I'm more just saying that as time goes on, I feel like he's just going to get more and more frustrated that this team can't win. I mean, you look at the way they've crashed out of big, big tournaments. I mean, the Champions League last year against Juventus, the way they lost was a disaster. This year, they have one point in three games, and the losses they've had have been brutal. It's almost what drove Gareth Bale away. Yeah, it, it, Luka Modric. It it, it's it was the lack of that winning mentality mm-hmm. there, and and. What you really need is that manager. Your manager is what drives your team. That Your manager is what will stick around for years to come rather than players come and go from season to season. Rarely do you see a player stay somewhere his whole career. Um, but, like, you have Sir Alex at, at United. Yeah. I mean, he's what, one of the exceptions to stay there for that long. But ma- managers are what really makes a club. Arsene, Arsene Wenger, like, mm. all of these guys make their club and they help build their players and... Tottenham got. Lo- I've gotten really lucky with Pochettino, and to have him possibly leave, I don't. I don't see them sacking him. I. I, I just don't. Oh, I don't, I don't think they'd ever it, sack him. It, it I, I think be, it would be on his under his own volition that he yeah. leaves. A- absolutely. But and, like I said, the, the lack of winning there that's happened. I. I just. I think it's got to wear on a manager as good as him because it, it just continues to happen. And if they bow out in the group stage this year, I mean, it might not be this year, but the following year, I mean, if. PSG are desperate to keep Neymar there and keep Neymar and Mbappe together. I mean, I I would definitely see a big offer coming from PSG to try to pry him away, and I would kind of be shocked if he said no. Are there the way financial fair play rules against a manager, or is that um, I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm sure PSG would find a way to break it. I mean, it's, yeah. no, it's, it's not like FIFA but... enforces it whatsoever. I, but uh, Tottenham, just to get at their league play, their last two games have been one nothing wins against West Ham and uh, Cardiff. And, I mean, yeah, their wins, the result is good, but they're not very convincing. Um, and they, I mean, they brought in no one this transfer window. <coughs> and while the emergence of Lucas Moura that first month um, was helpful, I'm not necessarily convinced uh, of Tottenham's recent play because Arsenal and Chelsea who are, they're level with, have both been playing very well recently. It's funny, we, have, we didn't even mention Arsenal in the rundown. They've won 11 straight in yeah. all competitions under Good Emory. for Arsenal, you know. Good for Unai Emery our, our, as well. Arsenal fans have deserved that. i I, I got to give them some credit there because, I mean, they've suffered under Wegner for the last, yeah. what, five, five or six? It's been more than that, but like particularly the last five or six years have been really tough to watch as an Arsenal fan. And, hey, looks like they've finally found something. Obama Yang's been incredible for them. He has, and with Lacazette up top. You see the jokes he was making to about Sanchez with like he's Sanchez scored like two goals with United. And he's like, yeah, I did that in twenty five minutes <laughs> off the bench. <laughs> against oh, that's, that's a great little against Leicester. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Luke, do you do you think that do you think Pochettino's gone in the near future? Um, I honestly don't think so. Not the near future. Maybe in two years, three years, something like that. If Tottenham still can't win, and if they're on the decline and people like Deli Ali end up leaving, uh, obviously Harry Kane is most likely going to stay because he's uh, he grew up outside of um, White Hart Lane. But 
I don't see him going necessarily within two seasons. Maybe if they continue to not win anything a little bit longer term, but I think he stays for the short term. I want to agree with Luke there, but like also to mention, Dele Ali is about to come back into the lineup. He's been out, so Mm -hmm. there there is he he has been dealing with some top with some tough situations. There has been players injured. You're absolutely right. That's tough. I mean, when when your top guys are hurt, there's not much you can do. Mm -hmm. Not everybody has the beauty of depth that Liverpool and, and City have. So, you, so I mean, Pochettino's been able to sc- scrape points together and not as well in, in Champions League play, but he's done well, at least domestically. Mm-hmm. And in terms of what Luke was saying with how long Pochettino's going to be there, I think we need to have at least a window where Pochettino can freely spend Mm. To try and build that but winning that, mentality. That's another problem, though. Like, I, I don't know if there he's ever going to be really given like the blank check to go out and. But get the thing is, to to the extent Liverpool, I I mean, I wouldn't say that their midfield is stronger than Tottenham's. I think Tottenham might have a stronger midfield there. Yeah. Um, we'll see how Naby Keita ends up turning out and Fabinho. Those two signings. I, I like I like Keita. A I lot. really I like, really like him. I think he's underrated, but he's, he's, he's he like, could be. He's possibly like Conte. Conte. Yeah. I mean, he's, that's exactly he what he's tagged to be. I mean, I, I'm very excited. Uh, of course, he's injured now because, <laughs> thankfully, the international break injured all of Liverpool's players. But he that. should be back uh, relatively shortly. It's not what you want, as they say. But yeah, what was it? Salah, Keita. Well, well, um, let, let's let's quickly. We'll, we'll get to Liverpool in a sec. But let's let's quickly look before we get off of Tottenham. Big match with City this weekend. Are you concerned about the form going into? I know you mentioned they, they've they've struggled in their last two Premier League matches. Obviously against PSV and Barca, they didn't really show. I personally am convinced. I, I personally am convinced that the form could be here to stay for a little bit because yeah. one, the injuries have been a problem. I know they're getting Deli Alley back soon, but again, they haven't been convincing in the attacking third lately. The defensive breakdowns have been shocking. I mean, you look at you look at what. P, how PSU was able to score. I mean, a turnover in the back by Alderweireld. I, I I can never pronounce his name right. I'm not even <laughs> going to start trying. It's spelled so weird, but he turns it over, and then the the late goal they scored was. I mean, it is what it is. It, that that type of stuff happens. But when you get when you have an attack like City does with De Bruyne, Aguero, Sané, they, they can just shove it down your throat and Sterling, with, with the way Juarez. yeah with with the way that they performed against PSV. I, I, I agree. I I am I am a little bit concerned about Tottenham. I think. I'd be more than a little bit concerned for at least for this next matchup. City is won. that at Etihad or is that it's, um, at, it's at it's at Wembley? Is that so, Wembley? Well, I mean, City did win five nothing against Burnley. Burnley's not as good as they were last year, but I mean, City's coming off of that draw against Liverpool, very very convincing win versus Tottenham's very unconvincing recent form. So I think they should be worried. I hope Tottenham gets a point and Man City <laughs> drops two points so Liverpool you got will... a dog in that fight Luke yeah I mean I, I'm rooting for a tie uh, <laughs> but um but yeah we'll, we'll see all right well, well we'll stick in the Premier League for a moment I know you have a rant to talk about Mo Salah yeah he what do you have he have a pair of goals he did week? have two goals but um they it's gotta his... be back right two no goals no he would not be back so he Luke had, doesn't think Salah's back he's had so many opportunities that game the the penalty kick could have been saved if the goalie like didn't dive uh if he dove like a little bit uh later like it was right above the goalie right like right down the middle right hand side like it was not a good shot 
he had an earlier shot, like he had earlier one-on-ones with the keeper where the keeper came away with the ball. I mean, his first goal was pretty nice. Um, and his passing has been there, but I can't. And during the Chelsea game, I was I was sitting there yelling at the TV that they need to take him out. Honestly, I thought he was a detriment to the team during the Chelsea game, and I thought Shakiri or even Sturridge, who eventually came on and scored the tying goal. We'll, we'll talk about Sturridge in a little bit, who I love. You'll but, talk uh, about Sturridge. I'll talk about Sturridge. <laughs> but yeah, I he I don't think he's. I don't know. I feel like they're trying to push the ball and the attack through Salah just to get him out of this whatever he's in right now. And I think it's detrimental to the team because Mane has been playing incredibly. And Firmino hasn't been getting the touches he really needs to to convert goals and to really make um, as much as an impact on the game as he made last year. So I think they really just need to bring the focus off of Salah, let him either play out of it or maybe bench him a game and see... But I think part of playing playing out of it is giving him opportunities, which, I mean, it's not even more that he's giving opportunities. He's also creating opportunities. I think that was part of it. I know you mentioned he had a, you, were, you don't think he's back because he missed a lot of opportunities, but I think that's part of the process of getting back is generating a ton of opportunities. And listen, you're not going to score every time. He still scored two goals. I mean, he, I, I think it's... I think it's. Yeah, I think you're being a little harsh yeah, on Salah. I know he's been he, off to a slow start. I, I mean, he at least like he at least put the ball in the back of the net. I I sit here when I don't count penalties when it comes to a neither a, do a I. Forward. Yeah, it doesn't count if he scored a goal in the game. Obviously, he's missed a couple of chances. That if you're one on one on the keeper, you gotta yeah. Some of those just got you gotta win. get a shot off to, to have to have a player of Mo Salah's caliber to for the conversations of the the tier that he was in last year. Mm-hmm. To now to sustain that he's got to finish those. I mean, Messi, Ronaldo, like they finish those chances. I, I also mean, think it's a little, also a little unfair to expect him to be a top three player in the world again. I, I, agree. I, I just, I think it's again, it, it is most a law. Like I, I don't mean to say that as like a detrimental but, statement, but like he's not Ronaldo and he's no, not Messi. No, clearly, I, yeah, he's not even the best player. He might not even be the third best. I mean, the <sighs> second best player on Liverpool's front three right now. He's just, I mean, the game against Chelsea was just, he had so many opportunities. I mean, I understand in a game against Red Star Belgrade, yes, let Salah have all the opportunities he wants, let him get out of it. But in a game against Chelsea, where it's a serious game, both teams um, were... I don't think they're they're intentionally trying to shove chances down his throat. I mean, I feel it's more of a product of just, that's how, that's how Liverpool, that's how Liverpool plays, that's how they generate chances. It's it's a lot comes through Salah. Now, now would you say that Firmino is now not getting his touches because all of it's going to Salah, or could would you say that they're missing kind of that distributor to to reach Firmino in like how they've lost how they lost Coutinho? Yeah, I mean, obviously I mean, it, didn't Coutinho, affect, it didn't affect Firmino at the end of last year, but but I don't know because so I think Firmino isn't like a true striker. I think he's more of like a center forward type player where he can. He's not necessarily as great a finisher. I think Christian and I talked about this uh, on the show a couple weeks ago, or maybe last year. But Firmino isn't necessarily the best finisher. He's a really good distributor. So I think he needs to be the one getting a lot of touches, which he hasn't been getting, and really distributing the ball to both Salah and Mane, because Mane has been in incredible form towards since the start of the season, and he hasn't been getting the necessary touches. I, I feel like most of the offense has been channeled through Salah, when, especially when he's not playing up to form, they need to kind of switch and maybe put more of that on Mane. Yeah, I mean, it was a pain going up against Mane in a fantasy matchup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yikes. 
I didn't play fantasy soccer this year. I kind of, I, I wish I did, but I wish I didn't. I am in last place. Oh, well, you're again. I'm close to the top of the table, so I mean, I guess I, maybe I'm a mastermind. I don't know. Ooh, a little. It could be. Ma- it could be matchups. Not even yeah. a humble brag, just a straight <laughs> brag. But let, let, let's shift over to Bundesliga. We're about almost thirty minutes in. We'll we'll go about five to ten more minutes. I don't. We don't want to go too long because then, kind of just gets us rambling at that point. But got to talk about Borussia Dortmund. We we haven't really talked about them a whole lot on the podcast in the past two years, just because they've kind of disappeared a little bit but mm-hmm. right now hard to not even hard to not notice them at all I mean first in Bundesliga at the moment they beat Atletico 4 nothing this week in Champions League play Jaden Sancho looks great Christian Pulisic is awesome Mario Goetze looks like his his first Dortmund days and obviously Marco Royce is Marco Royce and you're forgetting of all Paco Alcacer yeah, I'm. I'm gonna let you pronunciate that because I mean, I'm the I'm the worst with pronunciation. This is the team that last year they lost Obama Yang. They're like, what are we gonna do? They bring in Michi Batshuayi, had a great start. Uh, well, he on loan, had a great start, but then got injured. Was missing that offensive spark. Tried to get Batshuayi in the transfer window, didn't get him. And at the last minute, they brought in Paco Alcacer mm-hmm. from Barcelona, and he's been an absolute star. Now, is, is Alcacer is he there? That was a full transfer, or is it on loan? I'm not a hundred percent sure. It doesn't I, matter. He's been great. Yeah. I'm sure they'll get an option to buy because yeah. they Dortmund always seems to manage that. I mean, did they have an option to buy Batshuayi? I feel like there was, but I don't think so because because then I, I'm they sure wanted they would have to tried to keep him. Yeah. But regardless, is it safe to say now that Dortmund are officially back? I I think I, it is. I, mm-hmm. I I agree with you. I mean, I this, this is this is like the Dortmund that we had that at, I think we the last time they were really I, I think, relevant. I think was, they might was even four four, four yeah. or five years ago when, they when went we to the were Champions all, League final. We were all in high school. At that I think point. they might. I think they might even be more fun than that team because yeah. No, well, for for us in particular over in America, because right. obviously Pulisic is yeah. huge. They're young. They have Sancho, like I mentioned. Royce is kind of. Royce is Royce a star. Has evolved into the the big star. I mean, he was he was one of the young guys on when they were coming up with mm-hmm. Lewandowski, Gotze, and all those guys, and Hummels. Until it, Byron robbed their piggy bank. Yeah, it, that that was a real shame. But it's like the Monaco PSG situation where you know what we'll just we'll just get Mbappe. You know, <laughs> whatever. You got like far, you, like got, you got you got to feel for Monaco too. I mean, they 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 just they disassemble their they entire have team. Falling apart. It's amazing because they have so much money too. Yeah, like like that that's a club that's so rich. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I remember when they bought Falcao for like, I was I was stunned when he went to Monaco, but somehow he ends up in Monaco. Now they can't keep any of their players. Yeah, Monaco was so much fun when they when they it had Mbappe as a teenager and he Mendy, went. Yep, um, Bernardo Silva, mm-hmm. Fernandinho. They had Hamas. Yeah, I mean, they had a legit lineup, and they just let them all leave. It's a shame, but. Regardless, I I do think I want to get your opinions on Dortmund because I personally think that they oh, are officially back. I think so too. Are uh, they a legitimate threat to win the Bundesliga though? Um, I think they're definitely a threat. I'm not sure uh, how long this spell of bad form is going to last for Bayern. I mean, it is Bayern. They are. They've got the capital. They've got the players. They've got pretty much everything. But they're they're kind of creeping on that older end, though. And yeah, I think injuries are a real no, concern for Bayern. Neuer hasn't played well. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right here, right now. Borussia Dortmund win the Bundesliga. Wow, I, I'm, that's a bold. Today. That's a bold As prediction. Today, I like it's a it. Hot take. Yeah, you know, Bayern, Bayern are old now. Yeah, they, they've. 
it's, and th- their their core th- players lost, that made them so good for so long are really getting up there. In why, age. I mean, Robin why, obviously. Why did Guardiola leave? Why did Shakiri leave? <laughs> you know, like 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 why why would he leave? That's my so so. It, I think Dor- it's it's Dortmund's title to lose. I agree. Uh, I think it's too early for me to give a prediction, but I mean Dortmund definitely. I think right now is the favorite. Um, I'm not going to wow. go out and say that. I mean, we also got to realize right Bayern are only four points back. I mean, yeah. that, that's a very makeable. Margin. I mean, Dortmund has been playing incredibly, but they are young. They don't have too much experience. Um, so we'll see if they can really sustain this throughout. the I think they're. I, I think it's a clear guarantee that they're top. They're top two, top three in Bundesliga. But just exciting to see them back because I mean, when when they made the run to the final with Klopp, that that, that was that team was just so much fun and. Mm. Unfortunately, the late winner from Bayern it broke my heart. That was, oh, uh, was devastating. And their win against Atletico. Atletico's a really good team this yeah, year. Yeah, they are. They've got Costa. They've got Lamar. They brought in um, Gelson Martins. Like, they got Griezmann locked up. Yeah. They, they are a really solid team. And to blow them out 4 nothing is just... I don't know. I mean, Dortmund may kind of be like the new Liverpool, as in like their fast-attacking front three kind of they could just take you off guard. Where Liverpool beat City last year, City was a better team, but Liverpool just tactically challenged. If City. only Dortmund could get like Jurgen Klopp or something. Yeah. It would be so <laughs> yeah. Good. Um maybe maybe a manager like that. But yeah. hey, just gonna say I did pick Liverpool in the podcast to beat City in the Champions League last year. So I did too. That is a humble that not even a humble brag, just a brag that I did pick that. So anyways I do want to shift we have a few minutes left quickly into FIFA because yes. it we we don't really like to talk we don't talk about video games a whole lot on the podcast We're kind of introducing a few new themes i mean Dortmund being one of them but I mean, we also got to talk life. about FIFA 19 Maybe FIFA MLS is life is next? especially no, for no. Luke <laughs> MLS is a no go because I, I have so many i have so many I mean so Atlanta United very good team but everyone I don't else care. It's the MLS. The the league sucks. I, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, I'm just gonna say it straight <laughs> up. Do. That that league sucks. The the talent is not there, and they're slow. They don't spread the field. Yep. Like it's. it's All right, hold on. Pull- I, I see. Also, I see, also, I see quick, Lucas quickly. pulled up his his. Yeah, I'm pulling up team. my ultimate team right so, now. Quickly, quickly. All right, let, let me read it out. Let me read it out. All right, uh, this is this from is an unbiased perspective. A work in progress. I mean, wow. I just packed Cavani um, yesterday. I haven't gotten to play a game with him. I'm very excited to. <sighs> Jeez, I mean. I mean, is, that an, is that an inf- is that an informed Cavani? Or? No, no, no. It is not an informed Cavani, unfortunately. But I do is that have. A, is that an informed Lucas or? Yeah, that's a team of the month. Team of the month. Okay. Lucas Mora. So team of the team of the month. Lucas Mora. Eighty nine Cavani. Like baseball cards yeah. in like elementary school. Like, I've oh, got the I just got. Champions League Rashford yes. at left wing. Then is I can't even tell who that is at left mid. Who, who's your Chelsea guy at left mid? I'm gonna let you read it. Jordan, I don't know why yeah. I decided to read it myself, but so. A recommendation for you FIFA players out there. Um, I have a Premier League team. Premier League teams are the most expensive, I know. Um, but They always I, have been. Yeah, Historically, they always have I been. I would say invest in um, ones-to-watch cards. I think they're... I, I went out and got uh, Jorginho, Naby Keita, Socrates, and Richarlison. Because ones-to-watch cards, every time they get an in-form... They the ones to watch cards actually raise in ratings, so it's actually one of the best investments you can make at the beginning of the season when everyone is very expensive on the transfer market. So, especially for like a Richarlison card, his base rating is a seventy-seven. 
if he gets one in form, he automatically goes to an 81 and the resale value is going to skyrocket because once the watch cards are inherently more expensive. So now the 81, does that stay at 81? It'll stay uh, it'll, at 81, but if he gets another in form, it'll keep going up. But it'll never go down. It will never go down. So he could he could theoretically reach like what like a ninety? Yeah, um, actually, or is there a cap? Last year, my brother got the uh, ones to watch Sala. Sold him way too early. As soon as he got his first inform, sold him. But uh, the ones to watch Sala card started, I think, at an eighty three, and it ended up around a ninety seven or something like that. That's ridiculous. Because he kept getting informs, and the resale value was absolutely ridiculous. Um, Marketing one hundred and one. Yeah. But, you know, I've got Allison as my keeper. I've got Ricardo Pereira uh, of Leicester as my right back. I think that is another good card to have. All right, enough enough of your team. How is the game itself? That's what I really want to hear. All right, um, I think the game is pretty bad. Um, Really? Yeah, I think it's by far the worst FIFA um, in a while. The gameplay is just terrible. If you look on, like, Bleacher Report, um, they always have the videos of terrible, terrible um, mess-ups in the gameplay. I saw, I saw there was a penalty kick that yeah, went just, directly through, the, through a guy's legs it happened. still. The pace doesn't make any sense. Like, guys, like, I I, I am a, used to be always about the pace, but this year I got oh, Jonas... I hate, I hate playing against you guys. Oh, oh, my... I was like Liverpool with the, uh, the counter-attacking... The, I mean, that's how I play. I don't play possession. I just, I just run up the wings with pace. That's all I do. But now pace... I, I was playing with Jonas, who is 64 pace, 84 guy, really great shot. But and then I also had Zaha, who's a traditional oh, guy. My I would fav- my use. favorite pl- one of my favorite players. Of well, all time. Zaha has 91 pace, um, but he runs about as fast as Jonas, which makes legitimately no sense. And the center back, no matter how slow he may be, will always outrun Zaha which makes legitimately no sense. I don't understand how pace works this year. I feel like that's one of those things that they've always messed up on in terms of this year center, it back, is center, really backs, bad. center backs have always been able to catch up to forwards for some reason. And it's I, I, really I've never been able to year. understand it. But um, time finishing makes no sense. I actually had to turn it off, and once I turned it off... Um, that's really disappointing to hear. Yeah, but... This is, I, I don't even own it yet. I, I've, I've had FIFA going back to FIFA 10. that I've got, I've bought it every year. And this, I think, this is the first year I'm not going to get FIFA because one, I've been I've been so off the FIFA train since I stopped allowing you to buy coins in in Ultimate Team. I yeah. was a cheater. I was a hundred percent a cheater. I will admit that. But buying coins in Ultimate Team just to open packs was like the most fun thing ever for me. And when they limited that, I it, it just it ruined the game for me. But I think Division uh, Rivals is the new game mode that replaces um, online seasons. Really, really good. Because it's the you get weekly rewards like in squad battles, but the rewards are better, and um, that determines your placement for the weekend league. So you get placed in a league based on your you play the first five games as like trial matches, and then you get placed in a division one through ten based on skill rating. And the divisions are actually pretty equal. It's not like where you're playing in division ten against someone who just got the game and is phenomenal. Um, like last year, you'll play in like Division 6 against a guy who's pretty much as good as you, pretty much equal team. but um, So it's more even matchups in online. So I think that is a plus. But um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm not loving this FIFA so far. Interesting. Pro Clubs is the only mode that I really played last uh, year. I pro love clubs, Pro Clubs. Pro Clubs is the best. I love Pro Clubs. That 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 was fun. My my guy's name was Little Man, um, <laughs> because he was little. I made him like five five with pace, and that was all I could do. And but they do have a lot of game modes not in um, a lot of new game modes not in Ultimate Team. Like they've got the no rules, um, like no cards. Oh, no I rules. saw that. That looks I, that looks a ton I, of fun. Yeah, I feel like that. That, that I was honestly like haven't something played. Something that kind of drew me to it. I've like, put. I might. All of my time in Ultimate Team, but I'm actually very excited to start playing those game modes once the Ultimate Team like transfer market settles down a little bit. Um, yeah, but the thing about the coin purchasing is um, once they introduced the app on the internet, which was like FIFA 14 or mm-hmm. something. Then yeah, no, that that's when it was. <laughs> that's when I yeah I remember packing an informed Benzema, which went for like two million coins, and I was like, oh my god, I need to buy more coins and keep doing this because it was so much yeah. fun. And now they have like range price ranges for players that are set so you can't sell them higher values than the market would really dictate which is kind of annoying because you know you can't get that bargain card yeah you can't get the bargain card or you can't hope that someone accidentally buys your card for way more than it's worth well guys that'll just about do it that was a that was a longer show than usual we did say that in the beginning about 41 minutes long but regardless i thought it was a good show and uh, any final thoughts I would like to talk about FIFA more in coming shows, and I'm maybe we'll do what we'll do like a yeah. weekly update at the end of each show. Yeah, how that. does Luke feel about FIFA? I'm gonna say right now, I like it. Mictarian, very goodbye, very goodbye. That that makes me sad. Luke Fiore, Rich Franco, Rich, any final thoughts from you? Nah, nah, nah. Right. It, it makes that. it easier. I'm Jackson Al. Uh, episode three. We'll be back next week.